Well, welcome. I hope you had a productive week and uh, certainly that you did those exercises on uh, the money side of things and if you did then you might have experienced a bit of um, backlash of emotion or um, some feelings that might have come through. If you didn't then well done. Uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about uh, today is the action of what happens when you become perturbed. Around any goal when you feel that um, you know that there's pressure there that you've drawn a line in the sand then it's going to bring up mixed emotions and we call that perturbation and I learned this principle from Brad Sugars who's taught it all around the world and you know when I learned about it it really um, made sense to me that there should be more teaching of this because you know I had worked um, previously in, for five years with 74 different teams and it just made sense to me that people react and respond around stress completely differently. Now I've never understood though that there's a process that people go through um, in terms of um, breaking through their frustrations or, or their barriers or, or whatever it was. And so for me this tactic or this understanding was like a jigsaw puzzle piece that had been missing from my life for a long period of time. And so you know with couples we understand the same is true and same with children if you observe children. How they uh, react and respond when you put pressure on them place a deadline on them, ask something of them is completely different for each child. Some just comply and go along and do it and others kick up a big fuss and there's just no way they thrash around and so it gets you frustrated and, and sent off into your own pattern of perturbation. And so what are we talking about? Let's have a think about transformation or change. And uh, if you imagine a, a pot of water that we put onto an oven top and we want that water to boil, what do we need to do? Well, we need to turn up the heat. And so, you know, the first thing we're talking about in terms of perturbation is when you put yourself on the boil and you deliberately turn up the heat because you've put a deadline there or a pressure there. Now, either you've done this or somebody else has done this, but it starts to create a pattern of change internally for you. And so you imagine this bottle, this water, okay? It starts to pop and we start to get lots of bubbling action and that water literally turns into steam. And so what we're talking about here is, you know, when, when you get emotions that are, um, that are feeling inside internally and you start to bubble around, then who's ever heard that expression, he had steam coming out of his ears, like there was so much energy there, so much frustration. Now we're mostly water, aren't we, as human beings, and so these, as these molecules start to speed up, there's a different vibration that we give off and literally people can feel it as if you're bubbling away. And so now what's important is you're in the process of perturbation. Now if we think about different occupations, different occupations experience different amount of pressure. So if you're a brain surgeon, you're a paramedic, you're a Formula One racing car driver, you can withstand huge amounts of pressure for long periods of time compared to the average uh, business owner, travel agent, um, baker, you know, standard uh, insurance salesman, whatever it is, that we're not used to having huge amounts of pressure placed upon us. And so therefore, what's important is that you start to test and measure for yourself how much pressure you can handle. And you know, for me, um, my pressure point is very, very quick. I, uh, I might experience an, an emotion or a feeling 
and I want to push that emotional feeling up to the surface as quickly as possible so that I can get a handle on it, I can surrender to it and I can move through it. That's the process of perturbation. So if you imagine this water's bubbling away and, um, and we're right on the boil, what are some of the emotions or the popping that happens for you? Okay, some people cry, some people go quiet, some people yell, some people punch a wall, some people withdraw. What is the reactions and the responses that you have when you're under pressure compared to your partner? And you need to observe in each other when somebody's under amount of pressure, what tends to happen. Some people talk a lot, some people don't talk at all. Um, some people get change in their complexion and they get red necks and spotty cheeks and you know things start to happen others put up a barrier and they literally you can feel that there's the there's a um, a cold war going on <laughs> between the two of you there's a barrier there and it can't be penetrated and so when you're in perturbation the first thing that we need to acknowledge is that it's happening okay I'm in massive perturbation is a great way to acknowledge it. I am in massive perturbation or it seems that you're in perturbation, would that be true? And you need to acknowledge it because you know I've spent years I'm sure in denial that I was going through this process and Kent can pick it up way faster. He'll just come into the house and say are you okay what's wrong and I'll say I'm fine no, everything's great and then I'll drive off and I'll start crying. He'll be able to observe it in me and I haven't even been able to observe it in me and I've been holding it back. And so, you know, we each have different ways in which we process information and we prefer it. And the only way that um, you can communicate what's the best way is usually when you're not around any kind of pressure. And so if you're working in a team of, of people, business owners or a family, then the best place to talk about it is over the dinner table and say, look, when you experience pressure, what's the best way that I can help you? Because when we're away from pressure, we know what's the best thing we need. When we're in pressure, we can't think straight. We don't know what we need. We just know what it is that it feels like and that everything's out of control. And so we, when I heard about this and I'd done the first um, seminar with Brad, you know, and he was traveling around Australia, um, educating people, I went back to my team and I explained it to them and said, you know, this is really important and we had a girl that um, she would literally, when the pressure would get, she would start pounding on her computer. She'd huff and she'd puff. She'd stomp around the office. And there was five of us working in this tiny little office and customers would be coming in and out and she wouldn't change her behavior one bit. And it was really affecting everybody. And so I thought, well, we'll address this this way. So I explained what would happen. We put ourselves on the boil and, and there's pressure. And what would be the best way? And she said, oh, don't ever confront me you know I'll rip your head off <laughs> that's what happens when I'm at home um, some people said send me an email um, for her we came up with a little strategy where she we use soccer cards she needed something visual she was a very visual person gorgeous girl and so visual was very important to her and so like soccer cards when you get you know a warning card and then you get the red card and you're just off the field um, and so literally when we start to feel that this is what was happened somebody brave um, would have to go and get this warning card to say warning if you if you can't get through this in the next 30 seconds um, you need to get out of the office and go for a walk around the block 
because it's affecting us all and she would have a laugh and <laughs> yeah yeah okay no problem but you know what it worked the first time we did it she looked quite frustrated and angry and uh, and then we gave her the red card and she stormed out of the grabbed her handbag stormed out of the office and came back 30 minutes later whistling calm laughing going thank you I so needed that she had sent herself into a complete tizzy and um, she couldn't get her handle on it and as soon as she went for a walk just outside in the sunshine and she got clarity it calmed all of us down in the office we thought wow we found something that worked it calmed her down she could have a laugh at herself she came back and realized what she needed to do to move along in that process so you know what is it for your team what is it for you um, you know I turn very very isolated I need to deal with things myself uh, there's no point somebody baiting me or trying to come up and give me a hug or you know um, sit and sympathize or take me off the boil that's just not what works for me and so just understand that communication uh, is the response that you're getting and so if you're not getting the correct response that you're needing it's because you haven't communicated in a way that anybody understands and so you know I've worked with people that give off mixed messages they say that they want to be left alone and yet everything is the feeling that I just want you to stay with me give me a hug and tell me it's alright so sometimes you'll deal with people that are more complex because what do you focus on what they say or what the feeling is and it just depends on how confident you are I'll always go with the feeling and so usually I trust that that the feeling is the right thing and that person when they break through actually thanks you for it and says nobody's ever stayed with me nobody's ever anything <laughs> but that's what you've been asking so of course they haven't they've been honoring what it is that you've been asking so that person needs to align with themselves of what they really really want okay now heaps of people in my teams were like that they couldn't communicate in a way of what they wanted and so you know where did they get that from probably as a kid you have a think about it as a kid when you were under huge amounts of pressure what were you told you know put on a brave face you, you know don't cry stick it out you'll be right you know chin up all that type of thing so it was never accepted that you could fall into a heap and push through or surrender and even if we look within our society now and people go um, through the stages that they you know clinically depressed and uh, and they'll explain that this is how they're feeling and they'll be put on medication to be able to numb the feeling I've had clients that have experienced that and have just said it's the most incredible um, challenge to get off that medication because you know it's you could keep crashing and so and not being able to fully feel your emotions um, then if you want to get off that medication is a huge challenge so it's important to understand that this is a normal process with every single transformational change what you're going to um, understand is that there's going to be a breakdown process or there's going to be a breakthrough process there might even be a break apart process where you have to start to realize that the people that you're working with are no longer taking you to where you need to go you might need to break with tradition so based on what you've always known to do or what you need to do you need to change so very very important so when we understand this process we start to accept within ourselves what the next steps are going to be so I want you to think about three things that have happened in your life that have caused you massive amounts of emotion 
and I just want you to write those down. Okay, so now you've got your examples of um, some three life experiences that might have happened. Let's go through this process for you. Okay, so where was the pressure coming from? So you use your own examples of where the pressure was coming from. I know um, for one of mine there was a, an option that if I achieved a certain sales target or turnover for my entire business, I would get enough share options that would give us a house deposit. <laughs> and so there was a goal there. Now the challenge was, was that uh, that business had lost, I think, $46,000. And so the um, previous owner had set the targets and signed off on them and I'd purchased that business in between that transaction. So I had no control over what the target that he set for those share options were. And he'd set it at $56,000 in the positive. And so, you know, to take a, a small business from losing 46,000 to making 56,000 um, with a brand new team was obviously a huge challenge when you've come into that team, um, you know, two months into a goal. Um, but for me, I could see there was a clear opportunity there um, and a big reward. And so as the deadline was approaching, do you think I was under quite a bit of pressure? I think we were sitting at um, you know, $41,000 in profit um, with about six weeks to go. And so I definitely knew we could achieve the target if we could really pull out some incredible things um, as a team. And then two weeks prior to uh, that deadline, one of the girls' grandmothers got quite ill. And, um, and she informed the team that that afternoon she'd be leaving and going and spending time with her sick grandmother. Well, my true nature came out. And in fact, it wasn't a nature that I really ever like to acknowledge or, or what happened, but I use it as a very powerful example of perturbation because under that immense pressure, my first reaction was, well, do you have to go? Like, you know, how bad is she? What, what's the worst that could happen? And, you know, not only did it take our entire team through a process of questioning, um, you know, I lost a best friend over that because she saw what my underlying nature was, which was that I was putting, you know, um, profit before people. And I think, you know, when I look back, it was a defining moment within my character to understand that I'd been taken over the edge within that pressure point, that I had such a clear focus on achieving that goal that it was a whatever it takes type attitude and it was an acceptable that somebody in the team would then back out with just two weeks to go. And um, yeah, so basically the whole um, goal kind of changed and shuffled around. It caused a lot of tension within the business, caused a lot of tension between friendships. There was lots of frustration that happened in that following six months after that goal should have been achieved. And so really what started to um, set about was me questioning um, what this process had done to me. And so, you know, very few um, times after that would I put myself under that amount of pressure because my nature wasn't acceptable to me on who I became when that competitiveness started to come out. And, um, you know, that, as I said, was an incredible um, learning curve. So what did you learn um, through some of those experiences? Was it a character thing that you might have learned? Um, did you have to break down around who you'd become? Or, um, you know, because mostly what happens is they're molding experiences, okay? They will mold you into the person that you've become. And, um, you know, what I had to come to grips with was the vision for my life could never depend on any one individual. 
And so every time that I set goals now, I understand that I need backup plans, I need temps, I need people around me that I would never put pressure or place pressure on one individual um, because that was too risky to achieve my goal. And it meant that I could always be a people person first and allow people to use their character judgment of what's important to them and go with their values. So an incredible lesson that I learnt and I wouldn't have learnt it unless I'd put myself on the line with that goal. Did I achieve my share options? No. Uh, in the long term, was that good for me? Yes. I started to ask better questions about myself. I started to look at my work-life balance. I started to look at you know who it was that, um, that I needed to become. Um, to be more successful and I'm so grateful now that I wasn't rewarded for that behavior uh, in any way shape or form <laughs> and so it was a hard lesson of course it was a hard lesson uh, however I don't know any soft lessons you know they tend to come quite um, dense and so perturbation is about the density is about understanding that change has to happen when you break down and so how did you break down did you cry did you become a victim did you you know what actually happened for you and then what was the end result of that so when you look back now and you know usually you know time plus tragedy equals comedy is that what they say so uh, you know I look back now and I can have a good laugh about it I understand that it had to play out that way for me to actually decide I wanted to leave that business I purchased another business I started getting my work hours down I started getting clear um, uh, rules of the game around the team that I would work with. I started lifting the bar around my own character as a leader. Uh, that set me up then for the opportunity to go into my own independent business and, um, and work from home and have work-life balance to the degree I never thought I'd be able to achieve. Have my kids see them grow up. I mean, it, was it worth it? Absolutely it was worth it. Would I swap it? No way. When I was in that moment, however, I believe the be all and end all was to get those share options. And you will too when you're in the middle of it. So it's important, you know, I've coached a lot of um, people that have had health scares and they look back and with gratitude and say they're so pleased that they got that wake up call. Because if they hadn't got the wake up call, they wouldn't have shifted what they were doing, they wouldn't have got their relationships right, they wouldn't have done the things that they then set out to do. And yet I've met a lot of people that have had health scares and it's still what they're holding on to. Okay, it's ruined their life, it's not fair, why me? All of those types of things, they're not using their life experience as a gift. That's the purpose of transformational change. When you're talking about perturbation, we need to surrender to what is and we need to start to look at what could be at the next level. Where is the gift in here that we can unwrap and move forward to the next best version of ourselves. And so we need to start to lift the bar through our perturbation, what, what I believe is the critical elements is the first one is the time it takes you to break down and break through. The faster you can do that, the quicker you can get up on your feet and start moving in the right direction. You know, when I first learnt this process, it would take me weeks, sometimes months to forgive um, the things that were happening on my journey and it was holding me back. They were anchors that were holding me back. Now it takes me a matter of maybe one day, two days. If it's a massive shift, it might take three days at the outside. 
but I have to get to clarity of forgiveness and understand that there's probably a bigger picture that's happening here and as soon as I can get a grasp on that bigger picture and move forward um, the healthier it's going to be for me and I encourage you to get that process down for yourself and start to understand that nobody's attacking you it's not about you alright and so when you're working in a partnership you need to support and encourage each other to say how can I best help you at this time and then honour what that person is saying unless you have had a discussion previously and set up that sometimes I say this but really this is what I feel and if you could have a feel into what you think is the right and follow that then let's try that this time and as I mentioned that has worked really well for a team member of ours is just that trust trusting my gut instinct to go and I'm going to override what they're saying I'm going to go with the overriding feeling and that has worked wonders and so you build masses of loyalty with people that you can support through the process of perturbation them setting a deadline setting a goal and then how they react and they respond around the goal it's a really important process to get tight as a team to get loyalty within your relationship and be able to see that person through safely to the other side and then sit and be able to listen to what they've learnt as well as if you're doing this process very much as a solo person I did a lot of my stuff had to happen individually so I learnt how to run running really helped me push through a lot of those um, bigger obstacles that would happen to me and so um, I had an example where um, I had been buddying up with uh, there was four coaches all of us in the top you know um, four in Queensland and we would catch up every week to really work together and, and um, push each other to the next level of income turnover customer results all that type of thing anyway um, I had said why don't we all you know pair up and do a, a joint venture and maybe we could take over the master franchise and we could have all these grand plans and and nobody was that keen to move ahead anyway I was approached by somebody who wanted to do a similar thing across states and um, I had signed off on on that deal um, two hours before the others had rung me and said that um, they had already cut a deal just the three of them or beg your pardon just two of them to do it on their own without me and um, I can tell you right now the, uh, the gratitude I had for learning how to run I couldn't even respond I just said I have to go and I'll talk to you soon and I put my running shoes on and I ran and ran and ran like Forrest Gump <laughs> I just ran and ran and ran so as I started to tap into that more dominant energy or that rage inside of me it had turned to anger and I needed a way to process that and I'd started doing some um, boxing with a personal trainer and I started to tap into the the sheer force of energy that was inside of me that was ready to come out and running was another way that I could do that and I can tell you I had never run as far as I ran that day and I literally just ran until I started crying and as soon as the tears started coming I didn't need to run anymore I was able to just you know let out that emotion and you're going to have times where you're not going to know what to do um, because you can't even process the information well running will allow those thoughts to speed up in your own head and what I found as I was running was I was playing out all these scenarios and and it was fast forwarding and rewinding and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards I didn't know why it was happening to me at the time I just could feel 
the full um, brunt of the emotion, the anger, the hurt, the resentment, the fear, the sorrow, the, um, you know, all of those emotions that were coming at me. And so, you know, it was what it was. There wasn't anything that I could do to change it. Um, but certainly that was a solo effort that I had to do. It also gave me um, a huge amount of um, stick it to your energy that I think a lot of entrepreneurs tend to have, which was, well, I have just signed off on this deal. I have to make the best of it. And, um, and I need to wish these guys well and hope that they are successful as well and go into abundance. And um, I can tell you that, you know, it, it wasn't long before their partnership agreements broke down. Um, they were no longer friends. There was challenges legally. They um, had to go through some mediation, some court stuff, which caused some huge health issues, some challenges. Um, and when I spoke to them later, you know, and said, well, why wouldn't we do it together? Um, one of them just admitted it was an ego thing. Um, they didn't want to be involved in, in a business um, you know that included me they wanted to do it on their own um, and so you just have to go back and understand once again things are going to play out the way they're going to play out um, you know the partnerships that I went down I needed to get those lessons they were different lessons and uh, I needed them just as much but when we all got together or when we spoke it was from a place of um, equality of what we had learned because I was able to go through that process very very quickly where I could get to forgiveness and say you know what it doesn't matter what they've decided to do I, this is my life I'm in control I need to head in this direction it felt right that deal felt right so I'm going to keep going with that deal and then I'm going to use that energy that might be more that stick it to your positive reflective energy of I'm going to be proud of myself of what I'm going to achieve and everyone's going to be proud of me and, um, and I use that to be able to get through. So what are you using? What from those examples when you talk about them together, um, you know, and you read autobiographies of the challenges that people have, every entrepreneur has faced their demons, has faced the pressures and they've learned how to grow through them. How are you growing through them? Who do you use to be able to help you to see your patterns? And is it um, overtaking your life, this pressure? Because if that's the case, your relationship will suffer. If you're putting yourself in this process every single week and you're not allowing yourself to plateau to be able to rest before you grow again, it might be too extreme a curve and you'll push people out of your life. So just realize um, you know, your growth curve um, is completely in your control. You can speed it up and you can slow it down by giving yourself rest periods and that's what I'd recommend. So I hope that's given you a little bit more clarity onto the process of perturbation. You need to discuss it with your teams, you need to discuss it as a couple to say what's the best thing that will serve me when I'm going in through this process and let's time it. And only you will know when you're at the end of it, okay? <laughs> I have thought I'm at the end of it and then a week later I've said, no, I wasn't really out the end of it at all. I was right in the thick of it. So you will go into denial, but when you're finally through that bubble of frustration, you'll know it and you'll be able to gain the valuable lesson, hopefully, that you've transformed yourself up to a new level of clarity and vision and everything will seem really shiny and new and, um, and give yourself a reward for that pat on the back. So have a great week. Um, enjoy it and I look forward to connecting again next week. Bye.